Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, but you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it will be to live more simple lives. So today we're going to talk about the holidays. I have a few episodes coming up in the next few weeks that are um, going to revolve a little bit about keeping the holidays more simple. And today we're talking about hospitality. And I really want you to listen in and hear this message today because when we think about hospitality, we often think about decor and recipes and how things look, but we're going to talk about how hospitality isn't about any of those things. So I'm excited for this episode. Before we get started, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing um, publisher of homeschool resources for the Christian family, Bible-based resources for the family, and um, they just have awesome resources. If you are looking to um, teach your children science or writing or Bible, or you need some encouragement as a mom, go over and check them out at Apologia.com. So today we're going to talk about um, hospitality, holiday hospitality, because this is the time of year when we will have the opportunity to open our doors more than usual in other times of the year. And so I did a podcast episode, I'm going to link to it in the webpage here, about hospitality versus entertaining about a year ago. And I thought it would be a good time to update that um, and to sort of talk about it again and to sort of um, revisit this idea because how soon we forget, right? (laughs) How soon we forget. Um, Just last year we were talking about this topic and then it quickly, you know, gets faded out in the background. So I wanted to talk about it again, especially for those new listeners out there. So when we think of the word hospitality in our, you know, Pinterest perfect and Instagram age world these days, we think of aesthetics and how things look and are they visually pleasing and I can make a wonderful recipe and I can make elaborate desserts and you know your table your Thanksgiving table how it looks and all of those things and while yes many of those things may have to do with hospitality and opening up our homes I want to talk today about what truly is hospitality and how it differs very much from what we think of when we think of hospitality. When I talked about hospitality last year versus entertaining, what I really was um, set on driving the point home of that hospitality or let's say entertaining, you know, we're entertaining, we're having folks over. Entertaining is really about yourself and look what I can do. I can make the perfect recipe. I can make a beautiful table. I can, you know, have fancy decor, but hospitality, rather than saying, look what I can do. Hospitality says, what can I do for you? Hospitality is all about serving those who enter our home and not about putting the attention on ourselves of what we can do. You know, many of us at this time of year, it's really hard not to get caught up in all of the visual stuff that we see, especially nowadays. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but years ago when, um, 
I first started entertaining as a newly married woman, young mother, and uh, I remember wanting everything to be perfect and, and you know, pouring over magazines. Back then, it was magazines that were your visual um, thing that sort of, you know, uh, inspired you. Now it's Instagram and Pinterest and all that stuff. But back then, it was magazines, and I would go over the magazines and how I wanted my table to look and how I wanted the perfect recipes and what I wanted to do. And when I look back at that, I'll freely admit that was so prideful because I was really, you know, we can easily say, oh, no, no, it's not about me. But you know what? Deep down, you did. You wanted people to come over and say, wow, look what Karen can do. She has a beautiful, I mean, what is the purpose of making a beautiful tablescape? Yes, we want our guests to feel warm and welcome, but I think our guests would feel warm and welcome more when we show them love. We show them, most importantly, the love of Jesus than they have a beautiful table to look at. Because quite frankly, you can have a very warm and welcoming home and full of Jesus with paper plates and paper napkins and uh, plastic forks than you could with having the most beautiful tablescape but no Jesus. So think about that. You know, what is your goal when you're having folks over to your home? What is your goal in your hospitality? And, um, Really, really think about that. Like, don't just say, oh yeah, I want to make guests feel warm and welcome, but then really deep down, you're like worried about every little detail. Really take this matter to heart. This is one of those things that sometimes we really have to evaluate ourselves and our hearts and our motives, myself included. I'm, I'm right there with you because like I said, I in my early years was very, very concerned with putting on the perfect um, show when people came over. I don't want to make it sound like a show, but you know what I mean? Like you wanted everything to look just so. And over the years, this is something that has sort of been changing in me where, you know, right now we're a week out from Thanksgiving and I haven't done a thing. (laughs) I do have my turkey in the freezer, but I haven't planned like an elaborate menu because at this point I basically make the same things every year. Um, I haven't started any kind of worrying about decor. You know, I'll take out the tablecloth. Um, I'll iron it, even though I'd prefer not to, but I know that, um, I would get looks from the older folks in the family, but you know, you, I'll iron the tablecloth. I'll get out the nice dishes and, um, all that, but I'm not invested in those things. I'm really like at this point, I prayerfully start entering this week and and really seeking God in God help me to focus on the people that will be in the home help me to show them God's love because quite frankly we can't show God's love to people when we're stressed out we can't um show them a warm and inviting and comfortable home when we are stressed out because, you know, the Pinterest perfect recipe isn't turning out or the napkins aren't folded properly, or we think that we need to have a better looking table when we can't afford to go out and buy stuff. You know, quite frankly, I don't, we can afford things more than we could when we were first married, but yet I spend much less now. Because in the beginning, when we were first married, we had no money. Yet I would stretch it and go and buy things to try to make like this perfect atmosphere. Whereas now I realize that that's not what I want to invest in. I don't want to invest my money in these material things that are really for one day, like these beautiful centerpieces or beautiful, you know, place settings. 
when I can use that money in other ways. And really what I want to focus my resources and my investment in is the people that are coming over. And think about when you go to someone's home. What makes you feel warm and welcome? What makes you feel like, wow, this is a home I want to be in? Is it because you go somewhere and everything is so perfect? Because quite frankly, this is human nature. We go somewhere where the table is perfect and everything is perfect and we like get down on ourselves. It actually doesn't make me feel good when I go to someone's house like that. I actually always end up feeling like inadequate. So I don't want to make people feel inadequate when they come to my house. And so these are things no one ever talks about, but I truly believe that we all feel these things. Like you're listening, you're like, you feel inadequate when you go to someone's house that's perfect? Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm just going to admit that. And I don't think I'm alone. Um, So there's, you know, there's that difference between you admire it, but then you quickly go downhill and be like, why can't my house look like this? Why can't I have it all together? Why aren't my meals perfect? So, you know, on the other hand, you look at somebody coming to your home and you think, what, how would I want them to feel? I don't want everything to be so perfect that it makes someone to feel inadequate. Not saying that I just like, you know, slop it together to make them feel good. I don't, I don't mean that, but like, Let's not make it about entertaining. Like I said, entertaining is look what I can do. Let's make it about serving and saying, um, what can I do for you? How can I make you feel welcome in my home? I'm really big on when people come to my home, like just be comfortable. Don't feel stressed out about ruining anything. There's nothing in my home that's that important to me. Like just come in, hang out. You know, we're not going to stress about like getting everything just perfect. Half the time things, you know, go wrong and we laugh about it. Quite frankly, every year I'm known for forgetting something on the Thanksgiving table. No joke. One year I forgot to put out the stuffing. Really, the stuffing, like, you know, one of those staples of Thanksgiving because I had made it ahead of time and stuck it in the microwave to warm it up and it never came out of the microwave. So there I was at midnight lying in bed and all of a sudden I thought, the stuffing, it's still in the microwave. (laughs) And it was so funny because I was like so upset. And I was like waking Steve up, like, I forgot the stuffing. We need to tell your mom. We need to tell my mom, like right now, because I don't want them to think I'm a fool and I forgot the stuffing. And so it was so funny because I quickly, I think I emailed them because this was like before we even texted. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I forgot the stuffing. So that in the morning they would see that email. And so it was just funny because I got the replies of, oh, that's all right. We didn't even notice to, yeah, I was wondering where the stuffing was. And I was like, next time tell me because I'm so known now for like forgetting things. So yes, it wasn't perfect. I forgot the stuffing. And guess what? We laugh about it now. And you know, there's always these little things that go wrong. It's not a big deal. So stressing over a meal is not godly. Like we don't want to stress over the details. We want to be focused on people. God put us on this earth as Christians to reach out to others and to show his love in action. So how do we do that during the holidays? How do we do that at Christmas time and Thanksgiving and holiday parties and maybe just some of those like spontaneous, why don't you come on over for some Christmas cookies and hot cocoa moments? Not because of the Christmas co- uh, Christmas cookies or hot cocoa, but because we have the opportunities. At this time of the year, everything 
everything's a little different, right? People are in a different mood. People are, you know, sometimes people are really in a down mood because the holidays bring about periods of, um, you know, like they bring about feelings where you're, you're, you're feeling depressed. Maybe you're missing a loved one or holidays bring some people down. This is a great time to reach out to those people. That's hospitality. Not, you know, look what I can do. I can set up this perfect themed Christmas party that I found on Pinterest, but hey, come on over for a cup of coffee and hot cocoa or whatever this afternoon. Um, And really being aware that this is a great time of year to be more open about your faith even because, I mean, we're approaching Christmas. What a great time to talk to people about your faith. And so when you're seeing somebody perhaps, you know, down, um, feeling the holiday blues, this is a great time for outreach. Hospitality also doesn't have to end in your home. You can go out there, um, and practice, um, you know, serving others and showing hospitality by, yes, inviting them to your home. But if you can't invite somebody to your home, bring someone cookies, bring someone um, a treat or something like that with a nice little note, just showing thanks and showing um, that you care. And most importantly, showing God's love. Hospitality is all about serving others And in the end, for me, it's about how can I show God's love in my home? I would rather somebody leave my home and remember that my home was beautiful because they felt loved and they felt the love of Jesus in my home. Then they left and said, boy, does Karen put on a great, you know, dessert spread? And boy, does Karen have a great table setting? Who cares? Those things are not what matters for eternity. We want people to come over and not even remember what it looks like because they remember how they felt. They remember that you looked them in the eye when you were talking, when they were talking and you listened and you cared and you were loving. You know, a lot of times um, holidays bring out the worst in families, right? It brings out a lot of tension, brings out a lot of fighting, brings up maybe hard feelings of whatever, you know, past years. It can get stressful with gift giving, with who's bringing what, with all these little details. Well, Satan would like nothing more at our holiday time when it's all about Jesus and all about family than to distract us with all these details. Let's not do that. You know, somebody had written to me a question when I said I was doing this podcast and I said I would address it on the podcast. Somebody had written me a question and said, you know, it's hard to be... um, It's hard to practice hospitality when you're having folks over and maybe, you know, kids are coming over and destroying your house or, you know, things get wrecked or you're having people over that you're feeling judged and you're feeling tension. And it's hard to practice hospitality when your house is getting destroyed and you're feeling um, these tense feelings. And so I thought that was a really great question to address. And that is a hard topic as well, because of course, you know, Who wants to invite people over if their kids are going to come over and destroy your home? (laughs) They have no respect. Or who wants to invite people over knowing that you're going to end up maybe a certain family member is making you feel judged or feel, um, you know, not good about yourself. And so that is really something that that needs to go to prayer beforehand. I had had another... um, uh, comment about this recently too as well. Like, what do you do when your family's over and you just feel like stressed out about all those dynamics? And I have seen in the past, and I can only speak from my experience, but I also know that what else do we do but go to God in prayer? 
in the past, when I've been nervous about a family function or get together or having certain people over for whatever dynamics, I have prayed fervently beforehand and really asked God, like, God, I don't see how this is going to go. Like, I don't see how this is going to go well. There's all these stressors. Um, Help me to just show your love. Help me to step out of me and let you take over. And every time I do that, I can truly say that I look back and I'm like, wow, God really took over. You know, it wasn't anything like I expected. Oftentimes our anticipation of the event is much worse than the event itself. Now, that's not to say we haven't had family disasters, right? We've all had those get-togethers that go downhill real fast. But if this holiday, if you're anticipating that your house is going to be destroyed or that you're going to, you know, get in a fight with a family member or you're going to feel, you know, all that tension, approach it differently rather than anticipating all that can go wrong. Anticipate what God can do. Anticipate the fact that God is bringing people into your home and you expect him to show up and to show them the love of God. Because if we go into it already feeling a certain way, we're bound to go down that road and um, have things turn out that way. But if we go into it feeling that this is going to be a time when God shows up, take yourself out of the equation. Let him work. So I encourage you, um, if you are feeling stressed out about opening up your home, trust God. Trust him. He wants you to open those doors. He wants you to let people in. You know who doesn't want you to open those doors? Satan. You know who wants to have all that tension in the house? Satan. Say, Satan, get out of here. Out of my house. This is a place where Jesus lives, and I'm going to show everybody around me that God lives in this home. Because if you have folks over, and normally in the past there's tension or there's these things, and you don't go down that road, they are going to see Jesus. Whether you say his name or not, they're going to see God in action. They're going to see your gentleness, your humility, your kindness, your joy, all fruits of the spirit, right? Because the light will shine outshine the darkness. Don't let darkness penetrate that house. Let God's light shine and, you know, get rid of all those dark places and all those dark things. Another thing about hospitality is think about it this way. Think about when people come to your home, it's not about you. You are serving them. It is not about, oh, my house is going to be a mess. Because it is, all right? Just go into it thinking the house is going to be a mess. It's going to take me a few days to get things back in order. So be it. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. Think about it as, you know, I am serving others. When people come over, don't complain. Don't, and we all do this, me included, so I'm right here with you. Don't say, wow, it took me all day to get these, you know, desserts made. It took me all the past few days to get these things done. I've been up since 5 a.m. doing blah, blah, blah. Who wants to go to someone's house and hear that? You want to go to someone's house and you don't want to hear that because that makes you feel bad, you know? And so if you're complaining about serving, then you're not really serving. Because when you're truly serving, you are not putting the emphasis on you and what you do. You're putting the emphasis on them and what can I do for you? 
Again, I'm talking to myself here. I do those things. I do all the things I'm talking about here. So I'm right there with you. But I know that these are the things that I want to strive for. I want to let God take over in my home. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about others. So we're going to have a lot of opportunities in the next month or so to be opening up our doors. I encourage you, how can you open up your door? Maybe being even a little uncomfortable, being in a situation that's a little uncomfortable. I'll tell you a little story. This is one of my most embarrassing stories, really. It's one of my most shameful, well, I have a lot of shameful stories. I shouldn't say that, but this is something that does not make me comfortable to share, but I, I share it and I've shared it on the podcast in the past. And I share it again because I think it gives perspective many years ago. Now I didn't, I would say that when I first got married, I didn't practice at all proper hospitality. Again, it was all about me and making everything look just so. And, um, I remember coming, uh, let's see, it was many years ago. We were living in our old home and um, we were, let's see, I'm guessing we had all of our kids at the time. Ethan's 10. So I'm guessing he was a baby at the time. The kids were much littler. And we had a family member that lived out of state. And at that time, I had never had people like overnight in our home. We didn't have the space for it. We had one bathroom for all of us. We didn't have a guest room or anything like that. I had never had people overnight in our home. And so I remember this family member was coming in from out of state for a funeral, mind you. And they wanted to come and they called us up and said, you know, they would be there maybe in a few hours if they could stay in our home um, so that they could go to this funeral the next day. We're literally talking about just staying overnight, like for a few hours, getting there in the evening, staying overnight and leaving. And I went into this panic mode and I was like, they can't stay here. You know, I was looking around at my house and I was like, my house is not company ready. My house is not overnight company ready. Where will they sleep? We have this one bathroom. I have all, you know, at the time the kids were littler. So I must say that kind of played into it. It was like, you know, being up at night with babies or whatever. And um, also like just like I went into panic, like I don't have like decent food in the house. I'll have to go shopping. And um, what will I feed them? Where will they sleep? Because it was a family coming. So it was kids as well. Where will they sleep? And quite frankly, this family was like, we don't care where we sleep. We'll sleep on the floor. You don't, you know, don't do anything special. We just really need a place to stay. And the other thing that was playing into it was we weren't even going to be home. We were actually not going to be home that evening. Now, looking back on it, I could have said, we'll leave the door open or there's a key somewhere. Make yourself at home. Come on in. That's me today. That's how I would be right now. Back then, mm -mm, I was a different person. I wasn't putting others first and I wasn't, um, I was worried about what, well, what will they think of my house? Like I can't get it in order in a few hours to have people overnight. And so Steve and I were like, quick, quick, you know, no, we just can't. And we actually told the family members, no, we said, we just, we can't do it. We're not going to be home. You know, it's just too much for us tonight. Um, you know, unless there, could you find something else? You know, obviously we said, unless there's nothing else, then we'll do it. But we certainly didn't make them feel warm and welcome. If there's nothing else, then you can come here. They ended up finding something else. And to this day, I am like, my stomach literally right now has like butterfly feeling. Like I, I'm like sick over the fact, like I can't even like stand that I have to admit that, that we actually said, no, you can't stay here. 
unless you really have to. So that's a prime example of not practicing hospitality, of not, you know, walking in the fruit of the spirit, of being very selfish and only thinking of myself and what will they think of my home and how would we do this and blah, blah, blah. Now, fast forward to maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 years later, here we are. Absolutely come to my house. I don't need to be here. My house is your house. Make yourself at home. Like we have been so transformed in that area that we knew when we moved here to our new home that we wanted to use this home for God's purposes. And we have very much different. But I must say that sometimes that little voice creeps in when it's not convenient to have people over or it might not be convenient for, you know, some kind of um, get together or having somebody over at the last minute, I can start to feel that like little panic inside, like the house isn't just so or whatever. And very quickly, I can get rid of that feeling now because I know that that does not come from God. That is prideful and selfish. And so I share that story with you in humility. I share that story with you of having repented of (laughs) that with those family members since and being like, you know what? I had to say afterwards, I am so sorry. Like I just wasn't, I wasn't brought up that way where we just like, you know, have people over at the last minute overnight. And so I wasn't, um, and that's not an excuse either. It was me taking full responsibility. Like I just wasn't thinking like that was terrible. So we have to remember that life is short and what are we doing with the time we're given? You know, I joke around with my daughter. She's like always saying that YOLO, you only live once. And, uh, she loves to just, you know, She's adventurous and loves to do things and, you know, she's motivated and is constantly trying to like be busy and, and make the most of every moment. And I learn a lot from her and I learn a lot from that. And, you know, even though those are young people and they say, YOLO, you only live once, there's truth to that. Like, do I want to look back and say I gave up an opportunity to connect with a person because I was, you know, sort of feeling a little selfish or prideful? No, absolutely not. So I look at it now as we must make the most of every opportunity. We must make the most of somebody wants to come into our home. Great. What does God have in store for our conversations, our connections, our whatever? Um, You know, so my door is an open door. And that's something, though, that some of us, it doesn't come as easily or as naturally. So if you're listening and you're thinking, yeah, I'm one of those people, that's a way that God can transform you. There's other people who that is their natural bent. They are gifted in that area of hospitality. And so praise the Lord, you know, that's their gifting. But for some of us, it might be a little bit more difficult. So if you're one of those people that it feels a little more difficult, don't despair and don't distress. God can change your heart in that. And um, doesn't mean that you're ever going to have that gift like someone else, because we don't want to start comparing. But I certainly think that every single one of us as Christians is called to open up our doors and connect with people no matter what. It's not about how things look. It's about how people feel in your home. And if you're stressed, they're going to feel it. And if you're not relaxed, they're going to feel it. So when you have someone to your home, remember this mess that happens while they're there or, you know, these things that have to, you know, you deal with or whatever, it's so temporary. It's over with, you know, it's a short, it's a short little blip. So You only get so many opportunities. You only get so many moments. 
Let's use them for good. So I would encourage you, as the holidays are approaching, if you're not hosting an event at your home, if you're not hosting Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything like that, still, how can you practice hospitality? Can you invite some women over from church for an afternoon tea? Can you, you know, invite some of the teenagers over? How can you open up your home? This is a time of year when people are much more open to... um, getting together and might be more open to even hearing about God. If it's somebody who, you know, maybe isn't a believer, this is a wonderful time of year to open up your doors and practice hospitality, but don't practice entertaining. Throw away the magazines that are telling you how to have the perfect tablescape. Don't look at Pinterest. Don't look at Instagram. If those things are stressing you out, those things are causing us to actually practice less hospitality and more entertaining. They're causing us to want to make things look just so, and then we're either you know, stressing out, spending way too much time making things perfect, or money making things perfect, that we can be very simply practicing true hospitality. Don't let the, um, the busyness of the season and all that stuff suck out your energy so you don't want to spend time with people because it's all about the people. It's all about spending time with them. Hospitality at this time of the year is a great outreach. So next week on the podcast, it's going to be Black Friday. I'm going to, I'm going to say this, try. Try to get an episode I have planned out, recorded, and posted up there or um, you know, published live on Friday. And that's going to be about simplifying the gift giving. I know, right? On Black Friday. Perfect. So I'm trying to get that one done for next Friday, but I'm also saying that with Thanksgiving coming up and all that stuff, if I don't get it out there, then I feel like, you know, maybe God just doesn't want it out there. So I'm sort of going to try to get it recorded and published before next Friday, but Lord willing, it will be up there. I have every intention of getting the podcast up there for Friday. And the one after that, we'll also be talking more about making the holidays more meaningful. So if you want to talk about all things simple this holiday season, come on over to the Simply Living For Him blog and the Simply Living For Him Facebook page and this podcast because that will be our focus in the next few weeks. And I'd love to hear your ideas. How do you practice hospitality? How are you keeping the holidays more simple? I also wanted to remind you that in January 11th and 12th, I will be in Wilson, North Carolina for the Simply Living for Him Women's Gathering. Registration is open. You can get a ticket for $25. It's for Friday night and Saturday all day. So bring your friends. It will be a great girls little day out. And I would love to see you there. Um, If you can't make it, you know, for the Friday night, just come out for the Saturday day. I would love to see you there. Um, The tickets are on the website. You can go to simplylivingforhim.com slash events and you will find all the information you need. And that again will be in Wilson, North Carolina. If you're listening to the podcast and you enjoy what you hear, please share with others and rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That helps me get this message out to more people. I thank you for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.